0: All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your good old boy, JR, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It is pick number two on this journey to the 2023 NFL Draft. Houston is now officially on the clock. And boy, let me tell you, there was no greater drama than the Arizona... Or I'm sorry, there was no... Better way to put this than having more (laughs) certainty for uncertainty than for the Houston Texans. After a 3-13-1 season, the Houston Texans finished off with having the 30th best offense, 27th defense. David Mills ended up leading their team in passing with 3,100 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Damian Pierce, the rookie, a great rookie at that. Finished off the year with 939 rushing yards, 4 touchdowns, 30 receptions, 165 yards, and 1 touchdown. And disgruntled Brandon Cooks, who is now on the Dallas Cowboys after a trade that has been sent through. Finished the year with the Texans, 699 receiving yards, 3 touchdowns, and 57 receptions. One rookie in particular on the defensive side made an impact, and no, it was unfortunately it was not Derek Stingley who was taken number three overall. Should have been Sauce Gardner, but apparently Houston saw something a little bit different, maybe fit their scheme a little bit different. It's just very weird to me that a player like Sauce Gardner gets taken after because it seems he could play in any system, but. What do I know? I'm just a guy that just watches this game. I'm not I'm nobody. I'm just a guy that comments and that's it. But Jalen Petrie, the defensive back, rookie, safety, finished the team with leading the tackles. 147 tackles in total, five interceptions. He led the team in interceptions as well. Jerry Hughes, a familiar name. Uh, if people followed him in Buffalo, he was a former Buffalo Bill. Uh, Finished the year with nine sacks to lead the team. So where does this team go from here? This Houston Texans team is so intriguing. You know, let's rip the Band-Aid right off. Deshaun Watson is finally gone. That headache of his cases of sexual assault, you know, that's Cleveland's problem now. Houston rip off the Band-Aid, and they got a good haul for him. But I would be damned if I said how they did not get the number 1 pick. And I and I truly believe it's more the fact that the players wanted to play for Lovey Smith and it showed. It really did show that even though the record wasn't looking amazing, I kind of had that same feeling of the Dan Campbell uh beginning with the Detroit Lions where yeah, the wins weren't piling up, but you could tell that they were still competing, they were still trying to win for their head coach and up until the last week The Houston Texans were in prime spot to take uh, to get the number one pick. They were a prime spot, but at the end, it just they decided. Lovey Smith decided. I guess he might have heard that he was going to get let go, and now that's what happened. They won. They let him go. Now they pick number two. You know they lose. Chicago originally had the number one pick. They traded it to the Panthers. So now Houston is. Uh, still a pretty good prime spot and number two it's just i don't know i do not know what it would have took in i don't know what the i guess a win is a win and i always say you know players don't play just to lose but at that point i guess he just wanted to shut i guess lovey smith just wanted to shove it to the fan the texans ownership to show that hey they were playing hard the winds weren't piling up, but I was not the problem. I don't think there was no problem in Houston, other than the fact that they had no talent. They had no talent. David Mills is a good quarterback, but he's a great backup quarterback. He can play in the NFL. He's just not the guy you probably want for 17 games. 18 games now, I don't know. Damian Pierce, young running back He's your key piece. Brandon Cooks was disgruntled and not like being there. Jerry Hughes, amazing with the sacks, but he's getting up there in age. And Jalen Petrie cannot lead your team in tackles. That's how, your def- That's how you know when you have a bad defense. When your safety leads the team in tackles, a lot of blown assignments, a lot of bad angles. This team has to get it figured out quick. But I think they can. Cause they did fire Lovey Smith. And I'm not I don't like the firing of Lovey Smith. So I was really hoping to see who would they who would they bring in to kind of ride the ship for um the Houston Texans. Well they they brought in a good one, folks. D'Amico Ryan's Houston Texan legend and former defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. So pretty much two defensive coordinators now gone from uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, first deal was Robert Saleya, and now it's D'Amico Ryan's. And really, when you look at it, D'Amico Ryan's is in the same spot that Robert Saleya was just literally a couple of years ago. Robert Saleya got hired by the Jets. He had the number two overall pick. They knew they were going to go quarterback, and Houston's going quarterback. It's just which one. In my mock draft, that's the deal, you know. And I think D'Amico Ryan's is in the same spot. You know, they're they're in the very same spot. He's going to work up his defense, but he's going to fix that offense first. I think this is going to be a fix-it offense right away. Get your guy, get your players and everything. And then he'll take care of the defensive side with uh, Vic Vangio in the gang. But overall, I do like what the Houston Texans are doing. Um, Obviously, they re-signed Laramie Tunsil to that great deal. They traded for Shaq Mason. Queensberry is the center. Um, there's still work to be done on that offensive line, but it's a good start. It's a good start when you bring in veteranship and Laramie Tunsil is a great left tackle. Offensively, you know, you had to do what you had to do, you know, bring in Robert Woods, who I think is going to fit better with the Houston Texans than he did in Tennessee. It's just, it was never going to work in Tennessee. No way. Not in this situation. I don't, I think what they wanted him was to be the number one. He's not a number one. He is a a great number two to a slot guy you bring in noah brown so that kind of intended tell me you brandon cooks was not in your future you brought in case keenum to kind of be a mentor and everything to kind of be maybe you know everybody's taking notes of that uh san francisco championship game where they didn't have a third quarterback and that's what happens mike boone a great complimentary piece to Damian Pierce and Andrew Beck, who's a fullback. And honestly, I love what they're doing on the defensive side free agency wise. Sheldon Rankins, former first rounder from the Saints, you know, when healthy, he's on it. Jimmy Ward, he's coming he's leaving San Francisco to come uh, with D'Amico Ryans and they're putting him back at the safety spot. So Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward, that's a good safety duo. Tavir Thomas, great sign backup. Derek Rivers, an amazing um Situational pass rusher, Hassam Ridgeway, run stuffer, and Chase Winovich, his first two years in New England, amazing. Got traded to Cleveland, nothing. But I think D'Amico Ryans can bring his energy back up. Overall, this Houston Texans team has a lot of holes to fill. And luckily for them, they have two first-rounders in this year's draft. And they're both super early, so they're, they're going to get super talented players. My thing is the whole firing of Lovey Smith, I think the players were understanding that that could have happened, and I'm glad that they did try to win for him. But my only concern with the whole Houston Texans is not even the players. It's not even the staff. It's not the general – well, I mean the general manager has to – this is kind of his prove-it. I think this is his prove-it season because he has done everything he could – to try to fix the Houston Texans. And it's just getting worse. It's just gotten worse. You, you passed on a sauce Garner for a Derek Stingley. Now, not to say that Derek Stingley's bad, but tape, tape speaks for itself. The general manager, I think this is his last drive. And if this fails, if they have another losing season, I do not see where the general manager comes back. And I think what it is, is my biggest fear is general manager and ownership with this franchise. This this ownership is very, I can see why it's difficult. Third head coach in three years, you're not sure. Same thing with the general manager. Third head coach in three years, you're not really sure. At this point, I think D'Amico, you know, if it fails, it's not because of D'Amico at this point. I think the ownership has to look at... Uh, Cesario for the general manager spot And just be like hey it just didn't work out You got us some good trades and everything But the players and the records We still stunk it up Still stunk it up And I do not see this working out very well But overall I think the Houston Texans are in a prime spot here You got number two They did try to trade for number one To swap with Chicago It would have been interesting wouldn't it had they swaps with you, with the Bears and then the Bears still trade with Carolina and they still get more draft picks. I think they did contemplate it, but I think at that point the iron was hot and you had a strike with Carolina there. With Houston, you're still in a good spot. You're number two. You're still going to get a good player. Project a great player. But I really have that Robert Saleh vibe with this Houston Texans team. I think this draft, I think D'Amico Ryans is going to do everything he can to fix the offense. He's just going to go... I think he's going to be heavy offensively. Especially when there's so many holes offensively that I think he's going to fix that first. And he's going to work on the defense with Van Gio, with them, to try to get something going. Bob um, was him. I would call up Robert Saleh. Like, hey... During this process, what worked out, what didn't work out, what some things I should look out for, because his partner just literally went through this two seasons ago, and I'm sure he'll give him all the advice in the world to try to fix this. But I mean, it's just gonna like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all works out for, um, D'Amico. Like I said, Houston Texans legend. I think it's gonna work out great. I think if you give him enough time. He would turn the Houston Texans into winners. I think that's where it really comes down to. I think the Houston Texans just need to learn how to win. And I think D'Amico Ryan's is the guy for to do it. The problem is, is, you know, what do they do? With so many holes, you know, do they trade back? Do they stay? I don't know. But, I, I mean, when you're at two and you have a pretty big decision to fill, it's always hard to trade when you're at the top because you are you know you're letting go of a good player and you're taking your chances down further down the road, but you get to fill up some holes. It, it's just very hard. And then it's very hard to build the team piece by piece by piece. And luckily, you know, the Houston Texans have a couple picks in almost each round to kind of get this thing going. So I, I'm, I'm pretty confident D'Amico can turn this team around. It's not going to be instant, especially in a division where, let's be real, the magic number, I think, to win that division has been proven. It's anywhere between 7 to 10. Because, let's be real, the AFC South, let's just go down the teams. The Tennessee Titans, full rebuild. Full rebuild. The Indianapolis Colts, we don't even know what their step is. We don't even know their direction they're going in. The Jaguars, great, they won the division. But do we really have that much confidence in the players doing that again? The only reason... The only reason I say yes is not even because of the players themselves. It's because more of Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson is a great coach, and I'm glad. And I think he's one of those guys that puts the certain players in great positions to win their matchups. Do I trust the players' overall talent, and if it was another head coach? No. Doug Peterson is the Jacksonville Jaguars. But you got, But can they do it again? Can they do it again is my question. So in a division, really, we don't even have any answers to. If we don't even have a clear favorite. The Houston Texans are in a prime spot to maybe surprise some people next season and just keep building this team. And they have the picks. They have the cast space to do it. So we'll see how this goes. But overall, I like the direction of what the Texans are doing. I just think uh, Nick Cesarios has to really hit in this draft or he will be uh, out of a job in uh, the NFL if he messes this up. So I think without, further, without any further ado, I think it's time to announce the uh, newest member of the Houston Texans in my mock draft. So with the number two pick in this year's draft, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young, quarterback, University of Alabama. So the all-inspiring, the all-questionable Bryce Young goes number two in my mock draft. Yes, there is a lot of concern there. Frame, 5'10", 194 pounds. That's 20 pounds lighter than C.J. Stroud, And he's, you know, small in stature and and height-wise. But, you know, I think it just depends on how you want to look at it. Drew Brees wasn't the tallest, and he ended up being one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Russell Wilson, prior to this year with the Denver Broncos, he was doing amazing in Seattle. Kyler Murray, not looking too good i just named you three different players and all of them are having three different careers you just don't know why a height i will never knock a player for their height weight anything like that it's can they play and ladies and gentlemen let me tell you bryce young can play national champion heisman trophy winner Maximo, maxwell award winner davy o'brien award the manning award College Football Player of the Year in 2021. Sporting News Football Player of the Year in 2021. A consensus All-American. SEC Offensive Player of the Year 2021. SEC Championship Game MVP. First time All-SEC. Second team All-SEC. Super or Sugar Bowl MVP 2022. The man can play. The man can play. And sure, his production might have dipped a little bit, just a tad bit. Now, his production did dip a little bit, but so did everybody else because, you know, defensive coordinators are pretty smart like that. 3,300 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, 5 interceptions with 7 rushing touchdowns in his whole career. What does he bring to the Houston Texans? Elevation to a roster that does not believe in themselves. He brings elevation. I believe when you're at the quarterback position, it's not only important to study well. It's not important to play well. What's important is do your teammates believe in you? Can you elevate your teammates to be a better version of you? On practice, during film, during team meetings, and during the game. I believe he can. Bryce Shunton, like I said, no disrespect to David Mills. He's an amazing... He's a good quarterback. You know, he put up good numbers. He started the last two years and he's put up good numbers. You know, the kid out of Stanford. But I don't think this is the guy, you know... Not to say that he couldn't get it done, but in a different situation where everything was perfect, maybe David Mills can get it done. Because you know he's a quarterback that all he has to do is just not mess it up. Bryce Young has to pretty much come in and be that leader on offense right away. And he's going to fall into a good situation. you got Damian Pierce. Robert Woods is a veteran wide receiver. The offensive line, they're trying to rework. So you got Laramie Tuntle there. He'll protect you, all that good stuff. What it really comes down to is, can he motivate? Yes. Can he elevate his team to be better than what they really are? Absolutely. Is it going to take time? Yes. You don't go from 2 to 32 in a matter of years. It doesn't work that way. But I do believe that Bryce Young is the guy for the Houston Texans to not only kind of give him hope, But kind of just turn this thing around. And who knows? Maybe they do get on this run where maybe they win the division next year. Like I said, the division's not that tough. There's really no clear runaway favorites other than the Jaguars who just won it last year. And nobody really believes they can do it again. So it is what it is. But I believe Bryce Young can be the guy for Houston. I thought Deshaun was the guy. But I don't know what happened there between him and Houston. Just didn't work out. But I think Bryce Young can be the guy to go to Houston, do what he has to do, and turn this Texans team around. So there it is. That's my pick. So just to recap, pick number one, I got CJ Stroud. Number two, I got Bryce Young. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They're picking number three. And man, when I say that there was no short of drama with the Arizona Cardinals, the... uh, Real-world versions of the NFL. Man. From Kyler Murray, to the coaching staff, to the players. No short of drama in Arizona this offseason, so that's going to be fun to talk about later on. But other than that, you guys take care, and we'll see you guys later. Peace.